What's up? Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. What's going I'm on? I'm Grant Cohn. How you doing, coach? Good, man. What's up, Miami boy? Uh, I came back looking even paler, but I think it's just the light. I really actually, it's an optical illusion. I'm super tan right now. I look great. And I have a six pack. You're glowing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> That's what everyone says to my wife. No one says it to me. Oh my God, you're, gl you're glowing. I'm like, I, you're was glowing, on the same, I was on the same trip, but they're like, you, you look, look so rested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's stuff that women say to each other after trips. You look they so do. Great. You look so great. Okay, so uh, the Niners have a secret plan for the offseason, and I found out what it is, and we're going to reveal it right now. Let's talk about no, it. No, but they do have a secret plan. This is the way I look at it. They don't want us to – I feel like they're in the quarterback market, and they don't want us to know. Right. Like, he, he was asked point blank, Kyle, like, you know, are you guys going to be looking for a quarterback? He was like, well, we have two starters, so probably not that – probably not really. Um, and he also said that Brock Purdy be ready for the start of training camp. Coach is coming back. I have a feeling Coach is coming back. There he is. So we know he's not going to be ready for the start of training camp. Now the veracity of Kyle Sandahan's statements is coming into question. And I'm wondering, does he want us to think they're not in the quarterback market? Are they snooping around under the cloak of darkness uh, on purpose? In your, I mean, would you guess? Oh, hold on. You're, you're muted. I don't know what happened. There you go. There you go. You hear me? There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would. Um, I would definitely uh, be in the market for a quarterback right now. Uh, I wouldn't be wanting anybody to know. Definitely. Right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we flirt around with, with these, like, surefire guys that we think are going to really come in and do things for us, i.e. Um, veteran guys like, Tom Brady or uh, guys like, you know, we flirt around with Aaron Rodgers, even though that's a pipe dream. Uh, and, you know, really it's just almost kind of like a rinse and repeat of what we think we're going to get in an upgraded version of Jimmy. So, you know, Derek Carr, um, things of that nature. Yeah. And it, it, even if we get a guy like that, I just feel like we're just going to be a, a split. Uh, we're going to be a split fan base because we're going to have people that are going to be riding on the cachet of whoever we bring in, which isn't going to be much because they wouldn't be on the market if they did, if their cachet actually mattered now. And we're still going to be kicking the can on Trey. Um, so yeah, if we get a guy, I want us to get a guy that's clearly going to be a backup. I don't want to get a guy that's going to be fighting to start for this year. I, I don't, I don't want that. Let's finally do it. Let's rip the Band-Aid off and figure out what Trey is. Yeah, but I, I have, I'm not sure that that's what's going to happen. I think the Niners – we don't know how the Niners feel about Trey, really. It's possible that Kyle Shanahan wrote off Trey a year ago and doesn't want anyone to know because they want to trade him eventually. And if the world really knew what Kyle thought of Trey, his trade value would be a six-round pick or something. So maybe there's some business going on here. We don't know how they feel about Trey. The fact that they brought back Jimmy last year wasn't a good sign. And I guess which quarterback they sign will be an indicator. Like, if they sign Andy Dalton for a one-year, $1 million contract, it means they still believe in Trey to an extent. Or they really think Brock's coming back. If they go out and sign some quarterback for 10 to $15 million on a one-year deal, mm -hmm. that's, that means that they look at Trey as a backup. Or that they might trade him. One of the two. So I, it's going to be really interesting. But the, the, the way I look at it is like, Remember last year when they were, in, they were in the center market, but they didn't want anyone to know? And, and we kept asking about Alex Mack, and they were like, yeah, we, we have a pretty good idea what he's going to do. 
Right. And then there was then when there was the time where Joe Staley uh he um retired and they didn't yeah. want anyone to know. So they said, Yeah, we think he's coming back, but then they traded for Trent Williams. So um I don't know. I all right, so I hear what you're saying about about uh, what the what the indicators will be on how we bring a guy in versus juxtaposed to how we feel how the coaching staff feels about Trey. Yeah. Um, and I know we're we keep bringing up, you know, how does the coaching staff feel about Trey? Uh, does does Kyle really want Trey? Uh, I think that 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 doesn't matter anymore. I don't I don't care if he doesn't like him or not. It, and it really, quite frankly, he has to get on the field and play. If if Trey Lance gets moved or he, for some reason, does not start as the starter of the 49ers for this season, then acquiring him, the assets that we gave up for him, uh, all of the man hours put into preparing him, would this would be an abject failure, and we would have to wear that. But hold on. Here's how Kyle's going to frame it, and everyone always buys Kyle's uh, story. He's going to say, yeah, okay, we got, we got it wrong with Trey, but Brock is the truth. And he's going to be out a little while, but he's coming back, and that's our QB1. All we need is a placeholder for one year, so we'll bring in you know, veteran quarterback X, give him $10 million. He's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. And sure, we got it wrong with Trey Lance, but you know what? We got Brock, we got this guy, and you can't be right every time. That's what that's how he would frame it. And people would be like, that is a he is so courageous for saying that. And and you know what what's kind of funny is is that I I'll, I'll just I'll ride with you because that will be right up our alley to think that we can write the script, so to speak. That you know, yes. that would be yes. right up our alley to say to make a move and then have everybody uh, you know, pat each other on the back on how we how we got it right you know oh we can see how we're connecting the dots down the line but that's they would get praised they would get praised for acknowledging their mistake that's so amazing yeah they they moved on like it would be such a positive it would be spun as a positive yeah but that's not realistic and the reason and let's just keep the main thing the main thing the reason why going to get anybody outside of a backup and not starting trey would be a failure is because we just got more news on Brock Purdy. Right. And that is, is that he was supposed to have this surgery yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're looking at Brock waiting to get inflammation down in the, in the arm for him to even get the surgery in early March. And that's even what they find once they get inside of his elbow. And that's so, why it makes me feel like it's worse than they let on. And that they might be in the in the market for a starter, they might be. And we talked about this when when we, a couple of um, almost a month ago when you said who's going to be the starter, Trey. Yeah, he Brock is hurt. Uh, yeah. and 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 what's scary about his injury is that we just don't know how hurt he is. Um, and and I feel like we all need to sit back and really just let that situation simmer because. It, there's a part of that situation that has nothing to do with football. His body has got to get back. He's got to figure out what's going on with that arm. So with that said, uh, if we bring in a guy that's in there to challenge Trey to actually start, I think that that's setting him up for failure. I -hmm. think that that's a clear message that this, that they gave up on him well before last year. Um, And 
that they're not willing to get him ready because you look at it this way. If you're, a, if, if, if we're being, if we're playing to the good senses of our coaching staff, right? Let's say we're doing, they're doing it the right way. If they're doing it the right way, then they're almost thrilled that they have Trey because we did a whole install in a camp with you last year. Mm-hmm. So right now we have time on task. We have time on task with the limited games you did play. It's, it's not much, but they're games. Okay. And we don't have to, teach you a whole brand new install as a starter like we did last camp we actually get to pick up the ball and keep rolling so if they're not if they're showing any type of wavering on trey being the guy i would raise my eyebrows at that because they're really supposed to be ready and this is again why the people can't know if they're looking around because this is all makes if they're looking at tom brady or ryan Tannehill or aaron Rodgers or lamar jackson then the next question is well, what about trey Trey thinks it. Everyone else thinks it. And what if what if the word gets out of the Niners looking uh, are really interested in X quarterback or a bunch of quarterbacks? How do you repair the relationship with Trey at that point? And then that's like that's not even like once removed or twice removed. That's like three, four times removed. It's like, all right, you got him. You started Jimmy. We were cool with that. All right. Then you got him. He got hurt. Then you kept Jimmy. Everybody's kind of raising their eyebrow. Why are we getting rid of Jimmy? But we kind of were able to explain that away because he got hurt. So Jimmy coming in kept our season alive. Nobody mm-hmm. was asking any questions. Then Jimmy gets hurt. Brock comes up. And just the response from what Brock has done, you know, Trey is, again, trying to get that, trying to get a starting position or trying to at least show what he can do. And then now when the road is clear for him to take on the spot that he's supposed to, you go out and start shopping with a quarterback yeah. hurt. You can't explain. You can't explain that. Yeah, and it's like, what if they go out shopping and don't get a guy? Like, what if they're interested in three guys and they don't get him? And it's like, okay, Trey, it's your turn. We really, we really believe in you. So yeah. they might. They, 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 that's why they have to do the shopping under the the cover of darkness. But that being said, we don't know what they're looking for. We don't know how they feel about Trey. We don't know if they're mark in the market for a backup. Or starter, he said they're in the markup. They're in the backup for a, in the market for a backup because they have two starters. But he also said that Brock Purdy be starting there for training camp. So right. I don't think you can really trust Kyle on this one. And if they end up signing Tom Brady in August, don't be surprised. So let's go through some of the uh, potential guys the Niners could sign that maybe p- fans don't even really understand are on the market. But before okay. we do, let's answer some questions. Kyler V says, "Great, that jacket is fire. That jacket is you. fire." I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Ray Valencia says, coming from my mom who served the Niners a few times at her work, the only wine drinker is Bosa. Very polite and sophisticated, according to her. I can mm. see that. I smell yeah. I'm going to ask Bosa about drinking wine. Interesting. Ezio Sanchez says, question for coach. I feel like a noob asking this, but could it make sense to find a second fullback and have check float between fullback one and tight end two? I feel like we need to get a legit tight end two. That solves that problem. I think the Niners are trying to f- uh, find a second fullback, though. I think that might be the plan for Jason Poe. Apparently, he's talked that they've given him reps at fullback, so I don't know. Isn't there a really big fullback on uh, Baltimore who's kind of a X factor as a blocker? What is that guy's yeah, name? I he's forgot. huge, right? He's big. He's a big kid. He's a big maybe, kid. Maybe that could be Jason Poe. Yeah. I can look him up. But, I mean, given how our season ended, I would love for us to get a second, a solid second, a second backup tight end. Patrick Ricard. 
Patrick Ricard, 6'3", 305. That's mm. that's the that's the fullback for for the Ravens. He's three hundred. So he's a he's a he's a he's a D tackle then. <laughs> Convert converted, and he yeah. really moves people. That's the thing with with use check, like best fullback in the game. But the best thing he does is catch passes. I don't think he's necessarily the impact blocker he was four years ago when he was twenty nine. I will say that Juice is one of the best in the business at getting to the point of attack, though. I will say that there's there's a reason why he gets his money. He he does a lot of dirty work. And as far as executing those really hard cutback blocks, he's he's kind of the best in the business. Almost almost as if like That's true. It's, it's gonna be hard to find somebody as talented to do that once he leaves. But I'm just talking about like just straight up, you know, lead blocking, you know, and, and knocking someone back. Uh, yeah. There are guys who could probably do it better. And also like short yardage running, that's never been a a feature of his game, which is crazy because that's usually what fullbacks do, but he's one hell of a receiver. Yes. So Jason Poe is uh what? He's six feet, three hundred pounds. I'm telling you that he might be the Niners Patrick Ricard. Look for that. That's Dave a Barclay. good call. Dave Barclay says, Can we win with Kyle ever? Jed won't fire him. Well, we'll see. I think yeah. that th- these next two years are critical. You're gonna have all of these vets on the team. You got this this co- like this core together for two more years. I'd like to yeah, see him in the Super Bowl. I'd say I'd say two more years um, or when the excuses run out. After two years, you can't say anything about the quarterback. After two years, you can't say anything about the window. After two years, uh, NFC Championship game will not cut it. It's even, it's almost going to be an insult to go to an N- NFC Championship game. So in two years, we're going to start looking. Dave Barclay says, appreciate you guys first uh, live with Coach killing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Voice, voice ad agency says, at coach, with all the offensive weapons we had last year, are you surprised that we did not throw the ball more in spread formations involving five wide receivers? No, because that's just not our game. Um, we don't have the offensive line for a five-wide offense, to be real with you. Um, that would be embarrassing to the point where it would – when you go five-wide, no, there's really no help, and None. you need to keep running backs in the chip. I don't think that we had that. And another thing with five wide is you have to actually have to the, – the, the scheme has to be honorable to the defense, meaning that defenses have to f- feel like you will throw the ball deep. Um, and if you can't do that in five wide, then you're going to get picked also, all day. Also in five wide, sit on everything. the ball has to come out almost immediately because defenses can dic- – they can just rush six and force the hot throw. So y- you have to get rid of the ball quickly. From five wide, pretty much. Yeah. Unless your quarterback is Michael Vick or something, and he can just run around. Yeah, um, we and then, and then yeah. of course mobility. Quarterback. Yeah, mobility matters. Dave Barclay says, "I still stand tall behind Trey. He needs games." I agree. I agree. Yep. Uh, Corey Soto says, "You're playing devil's advocate, Grant. Grant's uh, Lance broke his ankle. He wasn't benched. There is no starter on the market good enough to roll with Trey Plan because they have no real alternative." Well, we'll go through it. Maybe that's true. I liked I a lot of times I feel like I like Trey Lance more than Kyle does. <laughs> I I'm just saying. I, I just he came in, it, he he didn't ask to be here. He got nope. drafted. Play him. Yeah. What what could he have possibly done behind the scenes to make you sour on him this much? Like, Play him. You didn't know Brock Purdy was good really until he got in the games. You didn't. Okay. So Trey Lance has played like four, 15 quarters. His, you compare his first 15 quarters to Jalen Hurts' first 15 quarters, Trey's are better. Yeah. Trey's are better. So why don't you give him a chance? Is Flacco too washed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ask Robert Sala. 
Will Kyle get Trey hurt again? I believe so. I mean, will Kyle get insert quarterback name here hurt? I mean, that's his pattern. Yeah. So it's I, uh, I hope, yeah. I, I just I I I am getting frustrated because I do see the the writing on the wall. I really hope Trey makes it through offseason into camp. Like I don't want a whole I don't want another story, man. Like I don't I don't want us to win the offseason. I want us to win the season. You know what I mean? Like For Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of winning the offseason. Like I I want I want us to go in with a guy and I, you know what's kind of crazy is is that the main the, the number one reason why we're always saying that uh we didn't want Trey to start is because of the window. We want to win. We want to win. We want to win. Guys. Win what? Win what? Win what? Yeah, win what? The division? You okay, okay. You can do that. Nice. Hang a banner. Yeah. You beat you beat the Cowboys. <laughs> nice. That's a rivalry from 30 years ago that some people remember, man. That's good stuff. You're gonna keep getting the same test until you pass it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we're gonna keep getting the same thing until we take our medicine. We not we think that we're gonna be able to just keep a window and then get a rookie, not play him and usher in the vet and then play the nah man, we gotta play him. It's time to just it's time to own up and play him. Official BNA Music Idiot says Ravens called him Project Pat. Patrick Ricard. Pat Project Pat, legendary rapper from Memphis, of course. That's my that's one of my all time rappers. Mr. Don't play. Oh yeah. Getty Green. Mr. Don't play. That's right. North, 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 oh, North. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through it. So to, this morning there was an article written by Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, smart guy laying out like, hey, okay, so Tom Brady retired? Right, he did that last year too. Oh, he filed paperwork? Doesn't matter. He's going to be a free agent this year. So he probably thinks he wants to retire now, but time passes, things could change. The 49ers quarterback job could be open if Brock Purdy's injury is worse. Let's say Brock Purdy misses the season and all of a sudden the Niners call Tom and they're like, hey, I know you're, you're retired, but we kind of have this job here. Like, you want to win a Super Bowl? You want to you you one-year deal, $15 million, win a Super Bowl? What do you say? Tom might reconsider. Uh, so that's floating out there this year if things get weird with Brock. What do you think about this possibility? I don't want Tom Brady. Uh... Uh, that's what my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. What do I think? Anything is possible with our organization, especially with what we just talked about. Um, this would be the perfect Pope smoke move where, you know, out of nowhere, you know, Tom is just, you know, a Niner because he's right. not really affiliated with anybody or any team. So it'd be really easy to just speak with him and kind of just, it's so us, just some Cabo shit. Like, oh, are we talk, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah, went yeah. and talked to him and had some drinks, and yeah. it'd be so NFL and kind of did the secret handshake. We did the secret handshake. We were initiated into our club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, um, at what point do we, are, are we just selling out just to get a ring? Like, what are, like, what are we doing here? Like, the, the Rams did that, and look at them now. Look at them. Look like, at them really, now. Like, they're done. We one of the biggest things that people talk about Niners fans is that we're we're arrogant, you know, we're, we're sanctimonious, you know, we are, you know, we're one of the one of the original teams in the league. Is this what we want to do to get rings? Are we going to turn into the Lakers, pilfering to do anything just to get a championship? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't want Tom Brady. I don't want to be involved in that circus. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't want it's his legacy. It's, it's, it's more his legacy than the Niners. If he wins yeah. the Super Bowl, it's his eighth, right? It's if not the we Niners win sixth. Yeah. with Tom Brady, thank you. It'll be Tom yeah. Brady's eighth, not the 49ers' sixth. Yeah. Right? Interesting. And you know what? Yeah. We'll deserve it. Yeah. We will deserve yeah. that fate. Right? Here's the it'll be, it'll yeah. be Tom Brady and the Niners. Yeah. That's yeah. what it'll be. So if that's what you want, then cool, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want that because it's almost kind of like you know when he comes, they're gonna cook the books. So as soon as he leaves, everything's gonna fall apart. You're not gonna really have anything in place to go. Like I just, I'm not a fan of like, you know, shirking the process. You know, and I feel like we're doing that if we if we make that move. I also feel like Kyle's ego won't allow him to not take most of the credit and if tom's here you can't take most of the credit the reason he likes quarterbacks like brock purdy and kirk cousins is that kyle's always going to get most of the credit for their success right always always but with right. tom you can't and you know i think andy reed is okay with that andy reed his ego allows him to have patrick mahomes and be like dude it's patrick it's Mahomes. Yeah. Come on. but yeah. that's not kyle at least not yet so I'm, I think that's why Tom Brady didn't get here three years ago, and I'd be interested to see if Kyle has changed. Has Kyle changed? I don't know. Well, it, let's stick with this. Like, yeah. Number one, I agree with you. Uh, I don't. I don't think that Kyle has uh, the grace to to be able to say, uh, "Well, you know, hey, it's Tom's show. I'm just yeah, here right. running. Yeah, I'm just here calling the plays. You know, mm -hmm. and ultimately, I'm just the head coach, and I get a ring too. I don't see him." taking on that type of narrative no. at all. Um, and, you know, conversely, if you look at a, a, a coach like Andy Reid, um, there's something to be said about how long his tenure has been because I feel like Andy Reid is perfect for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb. Andy Reid had Michael Vick. And, you know, he, these are some strong personalities, you know, mm -hmm. in, a, in an era of the NFL where – I feel like in today's NFL, you can almost tell the difference between kids and men. Mm -hmm. You can tell who's a grown man on the field and who's a TikTok dancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I feel like there was a time in the league where they were all men, mm -hmm. you know, literally. And I feel like uh, now you see a lot of coaches being friends with their players, uh, you know, and I don't think that Kyle's coaching style would match up to what Tom Brady brings because you consult a guy like Tom Brady. You don't coach him. And I think what, what Kyle likes to do is he likes guys who need him. Like yeah. a veteran whose career is kind of falling off and he needs Kyle to, to re to re jump it, restart it. Or yeah. a guy on a rookie deal who's a third, you know, a day three pick who's nobody and needs Kyle to make him somebody. I think those are the kind of guys because Kyle's the strong personality. He right. wants someone and, like Brock and, Purdy, like Sir Yes Sir. You know, if you think about it, Grant, <laughs> I don't think Niners are ready to stomach or Kyle is ready to stomach anybody else throwing an iPad on the foot, on the field, on the sidelines. But Kyle. Brady does that. Brady does that. I Brady will get in Kyle's face. He will. I don't think we're ready for that. Like, we, I feel like the only coach that gets the license to snap on the sidelines is Kyle because it's his team. Mm. I don't think that there's another guy who could be playing with his helmet on 
and something go bad offensively where it would indirectly kind of make it look like the OC doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think he could stomach that. Uh, Tom I don't think Brady Kyle wants fit. that smoke. I don't think Kyle wants that smoke. Absolutely. Nah, not. I don't think nope. he could stomach that. No. No. Uh, so I don't. I don't think. I don't see this would happen. Also, they can't go get Tom Brady like as soon as free agency starts. You'd have to wait on Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, like let's call him in July and see how he feels. And if he ultimately decides, hey, you, remember um, when you said no to me three years ago? Like you don't want to be left out in the cold with no plan B. So I don't really see the Tom Brady thing happening, although it's interesting to speculate about. And then also, like, we have, you know, if you notice, even on the kind of like the Tom Brady track, he's getting on teams where either he's entrenched or they kind of just drop everything for him. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if Tom, when Tom comes to the Niners, like, all of those guys, he's going to be holding his own camps. He's going to be holding his own stuff, meeting with guys. And I, he's going to have know. input on personnel. Hey, let's bring in this guy. Yeah, I, I just don't see that happening here. There's way, there's way too many embedded processes that are already here that, that are, nah, not. Let time. me, let me, let, let me make one case for why this could happen. Um, if they get him, they're Super Bowl favorites, or at least they're NFC favorites. And Brian Greasy's here. I always wondered what that was about. Because he had no experience. He ended up doing a good job, although Brock Purdy was already a finished product. Brian Greasy played with Tom Brady in college. So there's a buffer, theoretically, between Kyle and Tom. Hey, don't ever talk directly. Brian will be in between. Because Brian has the mutual respect of either one. Maybe. But again, uh, I, it would that be That might tough. play. It might. That you, yeah, it could. Again, it would have to be like Brady being like, look, man. I mean, I'm retired, but, that, but I, I always wanted to play for. I always wanted to play for the Niners, and it's a it's it's a childhood dream, and yada yada yada. So, I'll do it. It, it. There's an outside chance that this could happen, but I I don't I don't think it's likely. But I I wouldn't. It's like ten percent, five seven, eight percent. And to be honest, with you, all right. So, one last thing too. Also, Grant, like the the Tom Brady move is almost kind of like a dog whistle for a desperation move. Yes. Right, yeah. like you can kind of bring in any other quarterback, and and most of most of the league will look at that and say, "Oh, it fits," or maybe they, you know, the they're money sticking to right. their plan. They're sticking to their plan. They're sticking What's to like- their plan. But <laughs> anybody who touches Tom Brady is officially Desperate. worried about winning right away because yeah. that's what Tom. That's all Tom Brady worries about. So if we if Tom Brady walks through the door, then that's officially like, how do you? All right, so look at it this way. Save me, it, Tom. Even if we win or lose with Tom Brady, right? Yeah. How are you, Trent Williams, to say, let's run it back? I'm retiring, bro. Yeah. I just won with it. Tom Brady. It's over. You know what I'm saying? We the whole did thing's it. over. Yeah, it's going to be a huge exhale, and we're going to be yeah. leftist fans picking up those pieces. I don't Williams. want Tom Brady here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want him here. No. Corey Soto says, You spent the capital, rip off the band aid, you scared little genius. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they should they should make a biopic about Kyle called the Little Genius. Yeah, he's he's very tall though. Brady and Kyle would never get along. I don't, I don't think, think they, they would. would. I don't think they would. Dave Barclay says even though he uh even though it might be good for Kyle to listen once. <laughs> yeah, I think that ship has sailed. Nailed it, coach. You don't coach Brady. You consult. That was a great line for sure. <clears throat> All right, moving on. This one's interesting. Ryan Tannehill could get cut. He was sort of getting phased out of Tennessee last year. He's going to be extremely expensive if they cut him, if they keep him. Right. Um, Ryan Tannehill's interesting. 
He'd be, you could probably get him for a one-year deal, maybe. Uh, he'd probably be more expensive than Trey Lance. He's, done, he's been in a play-action offense. He's been in a run-first offense. He seems kind of like Kyle Shanahan's kind. He's a little like Kirk Cousins. Right. He's a little Kirk cousins He's a Kirky. He's a little Kirky. He's a, he's a little Kirky. He's a little Kirky. This, is, this, is this the move up the Niners' sleeve that, that no one's talking about? Uh, I would say no, because Ryan Tannehill has started, he has starter reps left in him, right? In my opinion. Uh, and because the, because of that, I feel like Ryan Tannehill is almost kind of like, uh, a, a mid version of what we would think Trey would be yeah. right. If, if Trey never really, you know, if, if the curl yeah. never really, true. It, that's yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. So the fit ma- makes sense, right? As far yeah. as especially with what we were trying to do with Trey, but I feel like playing Ryan Tannehill in in front of Trey, you would have to play him in front of Trey. He wouldn't come here to be a backup. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So again, yeah. we keep be, it would be relegating we, Trey. You'd be paying him more than Trey. We keep going yeah. with this circular logic. We keep yeah. circling around this. No matter what scenario we come up with, no matter what hypothetical, what if any player, if Trey Lance does not start as the quarterback for the 49ers for the 2023-24 season, this is a failure. That I'm sorry, that's it. That's Full stop. Because bringing in Ryan Tannehill is bringing in is bringing in a budget Trey Lance. That's true. But let me ask you. Do you think they win the Super Bowl if they bring in Ryan Tannehill at twelve, thirteen million dollars for one year? I'm not Ryan. prepared to talk about the Super Bowl at all. We got one quarterback on contract, one that has half of an elbow, and yeah. we're currently looking for uh, a pseudo backup slash starter. So yeah. no, I, yeah. I'm not ready to talk about this. Not we need to, to mention the starting out. center. You know what? Starting right tackle. Yeah. Anybody that's talking about the Super Bowl. Can't is is has not closed about who we truly are. We need to move on into this year and understand that we're a new team and we don't know what we'll be. But talking about the Super Bowl is a bad start. It's a bad start. All I'm saying is I don't trust the word Kyle Shanahan says in press conferences anymore. Not about injuries, nothing. And so when he says that he thinks Trey Lance is a starter, I don't know that he feels that. So. If he thinks if he goes after and gets a starting quarterback this year, I wouldn't be surprised. I just wouldn't. I don't know I where he's be, coming from. I wouldn't be surprised. That, I wouldn't be. First of all, we never know what they're doing. I, I've I've given up on trying to under, you know, put the tea leaves up to what they're doing. But I just I, I feel like you don't put that much into a guy. Like, and, all right, forget the forget the draft. Right, the cap. It's mm-hmm. almost over. He's been here three years. Right, mm-hmm. those picks are coming back. But the man hours, man, it takes a lot to get a quarterback ready. And for you to be fictitiously doing that all this time says a lot, man. Because you can't, as a coach, you want to put that on the field. I have to see. I have to see. But if you if you don't, if, if what you've done thus far is making you feel as though that you can't put them on the field at all, like you're ready to just cut bait without even giving them a full season, then you knew he wasn't ready. You you knew he wasn't the guy to begin with. So hold on. I think 
one of the things that we do when we have this conversation, all of us, why did Kyle Shanahan change? Did Kyle Shanahan change his mind about Trey? What did Kyle, what did Kyle have a change of heart? That's not necessarily how Kyle works. All right. It's not, he doesn't just make decisions on his own. He gets right. input. He takes feedback. There's a, there's, a, there's a group of players on the team that are essentially friends with him. Brain and trust. He, brain trust. So is it him or was it him and Juszczyk and Kittle and who, whoever the group is? Is a, is a significant section of the veterans on the team just against that project? And is Kyle just going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to fight it. Sorry. This, this is what worries me about the dynamics of our team. How do you party and drink and vacation with your coach but not talk to him about who you want to play as quarterback? Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and that right there worries. Kyle shouldn't even invite that conversation. That's none of their business. He none shouldn't of your even invite business. that none of your business. I'll make the decision, you'll play. That's my job. Your you do your job and the story. Yeah, but how do you yeah. how do you say that? How do you say that with sand in between your toes and a in a my time? You don't. You already you already blurred that line. Yeah. So hey, hey, George, Kyle, Debo, Trent, Christian, let's talk about what we're gonna do at quarterback next year. Oh, I don't want I don't want Trey. Oh, five of you don't want Trey? Well, okay, there you go. Well, I it's a democratic process. I feel like I feel like strong locker room is dog whistle for toxic environment. I know what you mean. Cause who's leading who's leading? Sometimes it feels like is the tail leading. wagging the dog? It feels like the tail is wagging the dog on this team. And yeah. since the Niners keep, you know, winning divisions, no one really cares. But eventually, if they don't win a Super Bowl, this will these will be the reasons why. Yeah, Team famous Super losses, famous famous losses, dude. George Kittle singing at the NFL Honors is gonna be how I remember him the rest of his career, unless he wins a championship. That is my lasting image of George Kittle. What? Well, I that? mean, at some point, at some point, you know, our identity it got to be in us and not on us. And I feel like we did a lot of work on producing who we are as a, for an identity as a team. And we're really excited that everybody believes us now because we get close. We get close. That's true. Let me bring it back to the, to the beginning of this topic and then we'll move on with Tannehill. I feel that Kyle might be concerned about having another 2020 where quarterback goes down Trey and there's no one left and you're going through a season with a backup and you don't make the playoffs. And I wonder if, the fan base would have would give him the injury excuse yet again. And you're seven. If he missed the playoffs, he might feel, man, if Brock isn't around and Trey is my only starter, like I could, we could be in a bad season. And not just if Trey's bad, but if I get Trey hurt. So well, they might get desperate and bring in a guy like Tannehill just to ensure, just for the same reason they brought back Jimmy last year, except paying more. Well, styles make fights, man. And I feel I feel as though that when we talk about the good that the Niners do, ergo our coaching staff, we generalize. This is one of the best offenses in the league. This is one of the best teams in the league. No team has gone to the NFC championship game. This is the right. third championship game in five whatever years. They, It's always like this skewed, generalized, you can't really attack this narrative, right? Right. But yeah, if you like, they're if not you, champions, but they're as they're as good as you could possibly be without being champions. If, if Kyle Shanahan gets fired today, he's hired yesterday. Like it, it, all of that stuff. But 
if you look at the context of what somebody can do, what they're capable of and what they produce, then you have to hold them on that standard. And our yeah. standard is, is that we keep losing big games. And I feel like we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Like we can't generalize when we just want to explain away what our specific issues are as a, as a franchise. And our problem is, is that we can't keep quarterbacks healthy and we lose in big games. And we also have a quarterback that we need to put on the field by hook or crook. And, and that's what needs to happen. Dude, the Niners have been having a tough time keeping quarterbacks healthy since freaking Aeneas Williams laid out Steve Young when I was in sixth grade, man. Like, this has been an issue for the Niners for since the 90s, since the late 90s. They got to yeah. – it's crazy because they showed the league that how, how quarterback-driven it really is. This is. The Niners showed it. It's not about the running. It's about the quarterback. That's it. And the Niners yeah. for the last 25 years have been trying to make the quarterback just a piece – of the pie, like nah, man, it's not. It's and we man. talked about this, bro. Like we yeah. talked about uh, the last time we talked about b before the Super Bowl, we said that this Super Bowl was going to be an indictment on how teams are going to build their 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 franchises. Are they going to go for the cheap quarterback with the loaded roster, or mm -hmm. do they have to find a unicorn? Do they got to go get that guy? And mm -hmm. We saw who won. You gotta go get that. You gotta go get that. You guy. gotta go get that guy. You gotta go get that guy. I like the idea, but and I think the Niners are into that idea that hey, you know, you can actually win with average quarterback play. No, you can't. You, you can't. can't. I don't care how cheap because he is. you know I don't what? Care how good your team is. No, nope, for as great as for as great as Jalen played, he played the best game of his life. That fumble killed him. Patrick Mahomes didn't killed him. him. Yeah, Mahomes didn't fumble. He played. He was flawless. Hurts. No sacks. Yeah, Hertz was great, but he wasn't flawless. And you got to be wasn't flawless. flawless. You got to be flawless to beat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shreddy Murphy says, question not Brock versus Trey. It's Kyle Shanahan versus Sirianni. In two years, Sir Sirianni exposed Kyle Shanahan's flaws, in my opinion. Developed Hertz, had the offense Kyle Shanahan wanted. Uh, Super Bowl should have been five versus 15. It's really true. I mean, look what he did with Hertz, and look what Kyle didn't do with uh, Trey. It's a really good point. Yeah, and, and, and what what's so frustrating about this whole trade narrative is that it's not over. No, you know, it, it hasn't even started. It hasn't even started. Yes. Like we're yeah. talking about this. Like it's a foregone conclusion. Like if Trey just starts, like if he gets through the off season and I don't care how he looks in camp, you're the coach. He should have been ready. All right. And if he's not ready, then that's your fault, but don't bury him. Right. Don't bury him because no. Because what we're going to do afterwards, we're just going to be pilfering for a championship. It's going to look so cheap and classless, and I don't want to do it. And I hate to bring race up again, but again, name me one white top three pick in the history of the NFL in our lifetime who was written off after three, four starts. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Leaf started 21 games. Ryan Leaf, who always sucked. Peyton was ass his rookie year. So bad. Yeah. So, I mean... It's like, it's crazy. You, you're seeing it with Trey. Like, you're, you're, there's so much noise. He's a bust. You, no chance to develop. No chance to get his feet underneath him. Frankly, I think something special about Philly. Philly seems to be one market where they've been open to a black quarterback since the 80s. But a lot did you hear of, a what lot AJ of Brown, Did you hear what A.J. Brown said on the Raw Room podcast? What'd he say? What'd he say? He said he, uh, their GM, I forgot their GM's name. Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman. 
He's, he looked dead in the camera. He told Howie Roseman, he said, if you don't pay this man, wherever he goes, send me with him. It, like, I would pay, I would pay Jalen Hurts because, look, he's going to be expensive, but at least you know that you're going to have consistently excellent quarterback play every season. You can't say that you're going to have consistently excellent defense every season. That's dependent on 11 players and, and, and injuries and turnovers and stuff that's out of your control. It's easier to just things- keep the quarterback. And also with Jalen, if you want to just stay on, like touch on race a little bit, he's a culture fit. Um, he's a culture fit in Philly. You could tell that they literally look up to him on all facets. There's no, there's no rookie, there's no vet with the Eagles talking about Jalen Hurts like he's a kid. Like there's no, there's no pro bowler getting on there talking about oh well you know as long as Jalen just keeps his act together you know and 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 as long as Jalen manages the game you know he'll be all right we got the number one defense or we as long as Jalen doesn't make any big mistakes yeah as long as Jalen just keeps his keeps his stuff together then we can do that and this is after Jalen having his breakout year where everybody was talking about how shaky he was last year and none of his players were talking about that you see the narrative the difference Mm -hmm. of how your teammates can talk about a kid versus mm-hmm. Trey, you wouldn't even think he knows how to walk. It's true. All of based these on what some of his brags, teammates say. What, what based on some of what of his teammates say, yeah. Yeah, based yeah. on how the, based on how they talk about him indirectly yeah. versus another kid who came in who struggled. He yep. he didn't show anything. No, he didn't. And you know what they did? They rallied. And not yep. they didn't just rally to make themselves look good. Oh yeah, we're here to support Trey. No. Yep. They talked about him like he was the starter they talked about him like he was the man nobody questioned him and you know what else they you know how else that i know that they can do it because they did it with brock yeah. so if they could do it with brock and they're not doing it with trey that should let you know what's going on it's a very interesting uh comparison contrast between the two cultures the, the niners and the eagles very interesting yeah obi-wan 49 says hear you on tv but part of me wants to be one and done uh, how long do we wait for that next quarterback ring? It's been 25 plus years. Need top three quarterback to have a dynasty. I mean, I'm in for bringing in a quarterback. It doesn't have to. I mean, Steve Young wasn't drafted by the Niners, but I understand what you're saying about Tom Brady. Also, I just don't think it's going to happen. No. I just don't think it's going to happen. Frank Tom Ocean says, I hope this Niner team isn't like the 2000 sack Kings. Man, they got screwed by refs uh, who literally cheating on the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's say the Niners sign someone like Ryan Tannehill. Does that mean they're going to trade Trey Lance? Is there a possibility that they're like, you know what, secretly, we don't, we're out. And Brock's our guy. And if he's going to start this year, he's, he's going to start. And if not, we're going to sign someone for a one-year deal. But we're out on Trey. And if we can get a second-round pick, for t- we'll take it. Or are they going to say, we need a backup. Trey, so sorry. Um, but we don't care how much we gave up for you. Brock's our future. We need a backup this year. And we need a, Ryan or whoever. Tom is our starter. Tom Brady. And uh, you're a backup. And what are you going to do? You signed a contract. What do you think? Or or do they love him? Well, as the world turns in Ninerland, uh, I we don't know what Brock is. We, we don't, you know, we, we don't know what he's going to be. Um, so with that said, I feel like this is a shame to say, but they'll treat Trey like the starter. You know what I'm saying? They'll treat him like the starter. They'll, they'll say he's a starter. They'll say he's they'll a starter. They'll say he's a starter. Yeah. Yeah. But to to, we love to quell any yeah. suspicion, right? Yeah. Um, but what they'll do is they'll get a guy who 
who's kind of like maybe fringe backup. And I feel like if you start listening to the press conferences and guys start talking about quarterback competition and so-and-so look good and all oh, we have confidence, then, you know, Trey may make, he may limp into the season as the starter and maybe by week three, find the bench. Um, if he's struggling, cause he will struggle. He's going to struggle, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's going to struggle. The, the yeah. Niners offense struggles for the first two months of every season. Yeah. Come on. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and Brock, and the only reason why Brock didn't struggle really is because they had really gotten all the kinks out. Like he came in the middle of the season, like he Brock is still Brock. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's a difference from when everybody's trying to get it together versus yeah. you just trying to get it together. Good point. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Um, so I I think I think trading him Anytime before this season ends, um, they really wouldn't get what they want for him anyway. Mm -mm. Uh, so I don't think they they would trade him. Not 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 this year. Because I, I mean, could you really get a first round pick for Trey after what no. has happened? I don't think you could. No. So isn't he more valuable to you as as even as a backup if that's all he is? Because considering you go through quarterbacks, you know, like freaking water. Like I think you need him. Even if you don't think you like, and again, the Niners, you don't, you can't judge quarterbacks. Stop thinking you, stop acting like you know Trey's ready. If that's how you, <laughs> right. you didn't, you don't, you didn't know. Even, you don't know, you didn't know what you had in Brock. He was you the third. You put, you put Jimmy on the field before Brock because you're yeah. so astute. Yeah, you're so um, perceptive. Yeah, and then also in some ways, look at it this way: like, let's say if Trey does play, you got Brock in your back pocket. Trey fails, and then. That may be just enough rope for Kyle to look over his shoulder at Jed and say, "See, look, man, we tried. You know, uh, he, he got, you know, he played a little bit. What? Do, and then what would be crazy is, is that you'll have the pressure of the season on your back while you're trying to move, make that move, right? Because it's like, well, we got a backup. Let's play him. We can sit Trey and try to move him for parts. And why don't you want to move now? We're we're trying to win the season, right?" Yeah. So yeah. almost in a way, it would be a shame. But if Trey was to get moved, it would kind of be like one of those, like almost like how Christian McCaffrey happened, like yeah, thief of the I mean, night in the middle of nowhere. If they trade him after they sign a quarterback, though, it's like hey, let's say they sign Ryan Tannehill, and I'm Howie Rowe, or I'm a general manager from other team from from Tennessee. Okay, and I say, uh, so I see you just signed our ex quarterback. Seems like uh, Trey's your backup now, huh? Well. Can I trade you a fourth round pick for him if he's your backup? Yeah, what's up with Trey? I'll give you a fourth, and the, and the Niners be like, "No, we love Trey. We want a first for him." What do you mean he's a first? He's your backup quarterback. You don't love him. You're lying. Hey, and, and just to sweeten this narrative, yeah, who just who just moved to the Titans? Rand Carthon. Didn't didn't Kyle Shanahan say? Trey Lance said that that okay. So he he put the little uh, fingers mm -hmm. crossed emoji about Rand Carthon, which is. It means nothing, essentially. And then right. we were all like, does that mean he wants to go to the Titans? Who knows? So uh, Trey said that Kyle came up to him and was like, so you're going to the Titans? So you're getting traded to the Titans? And so, Trey's like, so, no, no. You know what's crazy about that? I, I, when Trey brought that up, two things yes. two things came to mind. One, didn't Rand take that job during the season? Nah, he took it. Nah, he took it right after the season. During the during the playoffs, I guess. During, during the, playoffs. the playoffs. During the playoffs. Yes, yes, yes. What is Kyle doing on social media or knowing anything about this during the playoffs? I know. I know.
Somebody like, must have told him. Somebody like, must have, Trey's yeah. not playing, but why are you, you coming? Up? What are you? Why do you know about this? Yeah, you're the head coach. He's done. You're not. That's funny. Hey, he wanted to talk about it, right? He, he acted like he was too cool. Like, yeah, no big deal, right? But he needed to make a point. Hey, I what's need that you about? to bring it up to you. I need to bring it up to you. I need you to respond to it. I need you to be like, oh, yeah, it's nothing, man. Okay, and, cool. And, right, cool. and the, level, the level of how small that was and the fact that he noticed that lets me know that you look at a lot more than just that. Yep. Yep. So, look, I mean, things are there's a lot of pieces that are going to move when free agency starts. We don't know what's going to happen with Tannehill. There could be an, a vacancy in, in Tennessee. That could happen. Who knows? Yeah. Kyle brought it up himself. Tennessee would be a perfect place for, for uh, Trey, and maybe the Niners are a perfect place for freaking Tannehill from Kyle's perspective. I don't know. Well, well, hey, well look, in this, in this little cove right here, we are pro player. Okay? Yep. Yep. We're pro player. So mm -hmm. I understand that the logo may say SF on it, but anybody who is – putting their life on the line at this stage of their life, they deserve to go wherever they want and, and be happy, right? Yep. Because all of us would take this opportunity if we had it, right? So, yep. you know, I'm looking for Trey to be taken care of um, on a human level. And if that's not here, then he needs to go. And I love it. Like, a lot of the new age coaches act like they're player-friendly coaches because they get along or they're young or whatever. It's like, Okay, are you going to completely sabotage Trey Lance's career because you're wishy-washy and don't know, really know what you want to do with the position? If you're yeah. really pro player and you've made up your mind that he's not for you, why would you do this to do him? him a solid. Do, do him a solid. Why would you not? You care. You're a coach, right? You're an educator. These are youths. They're in their These 20s. are pupils. You care. Yeah. You care, right? They're not just you know, players in a Madden game. I mean, they're real people. I don't know. That's because that's how the coaches talk. I yeah, care. I just I, show if, it. When, whenever, if, if, if I honestly, I want this conversation to just fall. Like it never happened because I, I really want him to get a chance to start. I really believe yeah. it would look so good to to yeah. watch him for a season and see the struggles, know what we have, you know. And you know, another thing is, I feel like we really underestimate ourselves as fans. We cheered for Brock sight unseen. If Trey showed any type of promise pushing forward, we would all get behind him. Like, just get him on the field, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> give, give him a month where he gets to play four games in a row. How about that? Right. And don't, don't run him like a running back. Let him scramble. Yeah. So, yeah, Dave Barclay says, worst decision if they move on from Trey. Yeah. And I will boycott Niners until Kyle's gone. I love you. <laughs> uh, quest for eight. NFC title that is because that's our bar now. Oh man, <laughs> our viewers are hilarious. All right, let's get off the, the quarterback discussion for a while. Should the Niners sign Taylor Lewin? He got cut by Tennessee, longtime left tackle. Used to be a hell of a player towards ACL. No games last few seasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should not. No. Uh, well, He's just, I mean, he'd be right, he'd be right up our alley. He's had multiple injuries and he's just coming off of the ACL. Um yeah. he uh and it will almost kind of like be signing the equivalent of Tom Brady at offensive line. Uh another guy who he would only be coming here to get a ring. Uh and he would be playing out of position, honestly. Taylor Luan is a career left tackle. 
Uh, so even putting him at right tackle with the injuries, and I think he was due 14 M's from mm. Tennessee, and that's why they let him go. I mean, that's the floor of what we were hoping maybe that Mike McGlinchey would take. Mike McGlinchey's probably looking at 15 to 16. So oh, I can't believe that. But okay. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the market. So yeah. even with that, uh, what is Taylor? So we're going to pay Taylor Lewan 10, 9 to $10 million to play out of position? Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. And after, he's, after he's missed so much time due to injury. like mm. Right. And to be honest with you, I don't want another personality in the locker room. I think we have enough. I don't want another. I, I don't want a podcast guy in the locker room. I, I don't want it. I don't. I'm just tired yes. of it, bro. Like, yeah. we also, are he would, so. He, he would fit right in, though, because. He would fit right in. Right, aren't Kyle Shanahan and, and George Kittle? Don't they all wear like the busting with the boys? They're like fans of the show. Oh my! So God. it's gonna happen. It's... So it's gonna happen. So hey, if Taylor <laughs> Lewin, if Taylor Lewin would move from left tackle to right tackle for anyone, it would be the 49ers. Yeah, it would be, and 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 again, it would be dude, like po- now that you brought up the podcast thing, dude. This is definitely gonna happen. This is one hundred percent gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. I'm not I'm excited just, about like, it. I'm just tired of, like, the frat boy NFL teams, man. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, but One like, of the things I like about the Eagles is that they're not that. They're, they're so not, not that. that. They're not no. that. Not you know that. what I'm saying? They no, don't, no, no, no. they don't, you know, I'm sorry, no. man. Like, I don't root for the Eagles, but I do kind of get a kick out of what they've built in two years. I think they're doing pretty cool, cool stuff. Yeah, and I love what we've built. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I just, I feel like we're on the, we're on the cusp of a culture issue. Yeah, Taylor Lewin would definitely fix that, though. Bring him in. Oh, yeah, right. He would tip the scales, definitely. All right, I got an intriguing one. What about Cameron Sutton, uh, cornerback for Pittsburgh? He's a hell of a player. Yeah, so he's underrated, and yeah. he's very underrated. He He's top 10 in picks from last year, um, the, this past year. Um, kind of rangy. He's, I think he's six foot. Um, yeah. uh, seven year guy, five year guy. He's about to turn and, 28 in a couple of days, but that's, yeah, that's right in his prime, right in his prime. And yeah. honestly, I think that 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 almost kind of puts uh, who on the what when we talked about what are the Niners should what what addition should the Niners make to their team if they go into free agency, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Cam Sutton will be an, a welcomed guy that we could put on the other side versus Traverius Ward if we can't make E-Man happen. Uh, and I did some pilfering around in, like, some Steelers chats. They want him bad. Like, they yeah. want him back badly. So okay. um, I, I think that he would be a great addition to what we do. They play, they play the same defense as us. They play the same defense as us on the back end. Um, they play cover three. And – I think it would be a great addition to what we do. And he's very physical, rangy, um, and he gets picks. Now, this is the thing. He does have a little bit of Carlos Rogers in him. He can't let that. One of the things that they say about him is that he'd be, he would be Deion Sanders if he could catch because he drops a lot. So that's kind of like the knock on him is that he drops a lot of picks. But in my estimation, dropping a lot of picks means that you're home. You're in the right yeah. position. Right, and he also so, picked off three passes last year. He only missed two. He only missed one game, and he gave up a passer rating of sixty-five. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, because it's like either him or Mosley. Mosley's really good, but Mosley's missed a lot of time, and mm-hmm. he's coming off a torn ACL. And I'm looking at 
spot track. I don't know how accurate it is, but they're estimating that he's going to get a four-year, $64 million contract. Which is Mostly. not going to be in Santa Clara. Mostly, no. But Sutton, they're saying 323, which is like, it's like half, like seven, $7 million a year. He's hey, affordable. I, that's affordable. That's absolutely affordable. Yeah. If the alternative is like draft a cornerback in round four, well, I'd rather go with Cameron Sutton. Yeah. yeah. I would go with Cameron Sutton. And then, again, like I said, we got to – our defense is completely different when we can rely on our secondary. Seriously. It like, because, the, I mean, I know you heard, like, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? Mm-hmm. And our weakest link is our secondary, right? And I feel like it, it's, it, when our secondary is playing really good, it elevates the best parts of our defense, right? Especially so the D-line. It was interesting. Everyone thought the D-line was super dominant, but at the end of this, we gave it a C-plus this year. I think yes, what happened was early in the season, it seemed dominant because there were two shutdown corners and there were actually a bunch of coverage sacks. Yeah. They yeah. really were. I um, mean, Ebucom was yeah. getting them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. And then what's so funny is that it, it was like it flipped on the inverse. It was yeah. the turnovers for the secondary were because of sack pressure. It was because of the yeah. D-line was creating those picks and turnovers. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. It worked so, together. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I just feel like if we if we get somebody like Cam in at corner, that would really help us out, right? And because we – one of the things is like, you know how sometimes – you go through bad situation after bad situation, but it's like you, you don't realize that those situations are preparing you for what's mm-hmm. about to come, right? And we have so much time on task with young corners like Sam Womack, Demo, uh, Ambry, so and and Quintavious Knight. I like oh, Quintavious. Uh, uh, Quantrez. Quantrez Knight. Sorry. Quantrez. So that's, yeah. we're, we're friends. We both went to UCLA. Whenever I see him in the locker room, he gives me a dab. He dabs me. Quantra is nice. I think Quantra is nice. I call him Q, though. You can call him Q. Maryland. You can call him Q. He, go, he, he goes by Q. Hey, if you see him, tell him that I, I looked him up. He's he from around here. He went to Maryland. Okay, I'll too. look him up. All right, I'll look him up. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Um. Anyway, what I was saying is, is that those those guys are what we would really have a what we would really be advantageous with in our nickel and our dime situation because we have all of those young guys who have that time on task right well mm-hmm. uh, sans contrast but mm-hmm. what i'm saying is is that i feel like one move could elevate an entire unit is what i'm yeah. trying to say let me just say one thing i, I like the camera sutton signing but I, I think what's interesting about the niners is for a team that has shown an uncanny ability to draft and develop late picks. Man, they're so committed to signing players and trading and, and bringing in vets. Like this, this should be like an asset for them. Hey, we don't have to sign everyone, but they do. It seems like all their starters are veterans on their second contract when, man, they develop nobody's like better than anybody. Well, ask yourself this. Are we developing full players or are we developing guys with roles right so um can Jawan jennings go play slot at any can, can no. go play slot anywhere in the nfl no right no. can you see what i'm saying can right. can uh and we've talked about this the niners have a very like a lot of like scheme team specific players specialist yep. specific players right yep. so sometimes and i'm not here to say that we don't develop but right. what I am here to say is that we have a very specific scheme, especially right. on both sides of the ball. And right. what happens is that when it's a very good thing for a coaching staff because when you know that, you can kind of take 
a flyer on a guy who may not have all, he may not be good holistically, but he has certain point. attributes or that yeah. one thing that puts him above the rest. And because he's playing around veteran players, you can kind of ingest all of the minimal things he does and kind of develop some of the good things he does. And what ends up happening is, is that the things that he struggles with, the floor rises, and then hopefully you get somebody that you can put on the on the field. DJ Jones, Fred Warner, D, uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying, Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. Uh, another one who's coming is uh, Marcelino uh, McCurry Ball, right? Yep. So yep. Yep. That they do this a lot. That's true. Our last topic. This is interesting. I feel like Debo Samuel is an enigma. This time last year, he was the team. He was the MVP of the team. Mm -hmm. He was requesting a trade, and everyone was like, what are we going to do about Debo? You can't trade Debo. You got to give Debo what he wants. He got what he wanted, and he had a, a year where he essentially made no impact, and he missed time. They didn't miss him. They were fine without him. When he would come back, sometimes it felt like they were forcing him the ball, and it would kind of take him out of the rhythm of their offense, and it was just a, a strange down year. Um, are you expecting him to bounce back? Because if he does, it seems like, this offense really could be unstoppable if he's the 2021 20, version. But is it realistic to expect that to come back? Or is, is this the new normal for, for Debo, you think? Well, I like to think that, number one, Debo is a very talented player. Um, we know this. Um, one of one for what he does. Uh, two years ago, he had a great All -time season. All-time season. season. Yeah. Um, but I think we all know that's pretty hard to replicate to be able to do that year in and year out, right? Yeah. So Joe, uh, Jerry, Jerry Rice did it. No one else did it. Yeah, Jerry, and Jerry, Jerry did, did it. it. And to yeah. be real, Jerry did it with an offensive scheme that the rest of the league hadn't caught up to yet with an all-time quarterback, with a great coach. So, yeah. you yeah. know, it all, you know, all ties rise, you know? Yeah. So uh, with Debo, I would say – um. I would like him to focus on being more of a leader. Yeah. Uh, I think that he can um, – I feel like when he's on point for what he does, he – our offense is unstoppable. But I don't see an offense that thrives with what we're doing with Debo playing, taking a back seat. I don't – I can't see it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is good for what he is, uh, but, you know – we paid Debo, you know what I'm saying? He's the guy that we paid. So I, if I'm being, if we're being fair, this was a season that was, had ebbs and flows for him. I mean, he started off the season in contract disputes uh, uh, and said that he wanted a trade. Um, then after that, he came in with hamstring issues into camp and he tried to play his way into shape, um, kind of fell off with production playing his way into shape because he, came in a little late, then he got hurt. He gets hurt and then comes back at maybe 50%, thank God, that we can even get him on the field. Right. So uh, for me, I'm. he may regress. To, there is a little bit of regressing to the mean. I don't expect him to be what he was in 2020. Was that, was that 21? Mm -hmm. I don't expect him to have that type of year. But I do expect him to have a far better year than he had this year. Um, what I did I just didn't understand, like, what, where, where did the explosion and the speed and the route running go? I, it seemed like he was not 
getting open down the field. And so they just kept giving him the ball closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And his whole route tree at the end of the season was crossers and screens and handoffs and right. And, and we we just don't know about his health, right? So so that's yeah. one. Yeah. Um. So we don't we don't know what he's dealing with. Where you know, uh, you know, Debo said that Kyle is like his father, which was a, a bizarre statement. Weird thing to say. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um. Yeah. But uh. I think well, that Kyle, Kyle uh, got Debo paid. Kyle made Debo a very rich man. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that he's going to regress to the mean. I don't, like I said, I don't think what he showed us that year in 2021, I'm not expecting to see that out of Debo every week. I, I mean, every, you know, every year I, I I'm not expecting that. Um, but what I am expecting to see is by the numbers Debo to be in at least relatively high categories across the league, like catches, touchdowns, some of the stuff that he's really good at, actually, yards after catch. Um, and I feel like all of those were down for Debo this year. So, rough year. Got paid. Uh, if he bounces got hurt, back, though. If he bounces back, that's so huge for the 49ers. That's so huge. I mean, because he, he has an ability to be an impact player uh, at a level that very few players in the league can do. If he if he can get there in in terms of health and shape, fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would I, I'd like the I'd like the culture of our team to kind of take a little bit more of what Debo offers. Honestly, uh, you know he's rough, tough guy. Like as far as our offense is concerned, outside of Trent Williams, Debo is another bell cow. He's supposed to be a guy that like really pushes the ethos of what we do as a team. So when he's not on, you know it's open season on us because really, like you said, we got. We have veteran pieces around, but outside of those veteran guys that are really good, we got guys that can be exploited, right? And if the guy, if the big guys don't come to play, you know, I don't care how much barking Juwan Jennings done doing. You ain't the man, right? The guy, the guy who's the man ain't playing. He ain't playing up to snuff. I know you want to. I know you hype right now, but yeah. you play thirty snaps a game. This is the guy that makes sixty million dollars. You know what I'm saying? You can be hyped thirty times a game. You got enough energy. You know what I'm saying? So um, it is what it is, man. We, he's our leader, and we need him to kind of just show up and show out when he's he comes gotta back. He's got to be a leader. He's got to be a yeah. leader. It's funny. He talked a bunch uh, in 2021. He didn't talk much to the media this last year. Be a leader. Yeah. And I mean, whatever, man. Do what you got to do, man. Like, I feel like when he was – I mean, even on the podcast, like the Super Bowl press tour for, like, everybody on our team, even him talking about, you know – how he felt about the Eagles and stuff. You can see, like, he's super confident in, in his abilities, especially in the team, you know, but it's just like, you know, what we hear versus what we see has to align. Have you seen um, Glass Onion, the movie? No. Never mind. All right. Never mind. I'm definitely going to watch it, though. You should watch it. Have you seen the uh, the other one, Knives Out, the first one? No. They're worth it. They're they're good movies. Not great, but mm -hmm. it's probably the best stuff I've seen Hollywood produce. It's about each one's about a half hour too long, but I recommend it. it was, I was gonna make a reference. It's not important. If you see okay. it, let me know. All right, bet. Edward Norton's in it. You haven't seen Edward Norton since Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. You know who I'm talking dope. about? You know who I'm yeah. talking about Edward Norton. All right. Yeah. It is a dope movie. Vance says, Does Kyle want to be the player's friend or dad? I don't think he wants to be their dad. That's kind of strange. No. BA on any other team would be unstoppable wide receiver. Here's the thing. 
Kyle Shanahan, when he drafted Brandon Ayuk, uh, people were like, wow, who's that? I knew who he was, but a lot of people were like, man, that, that, I'm surprised. And to justify it, I was like, man, he's really good. Only only wide receiver I like better than Brandon Ayuk in this class is CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. You probably, you probably shouldn't have said that because Justin Jefferson was in that class and T. Higgins is in that class. And both of those guys are probably better than Ayuk. I mean, Jeff, Jeff, Justin Jefferson is better than everyone, but Higgins is probably better than Ayuk too. Kyle yeah. talks too much sometimes. Yeah, I mean, B.A., BA like you said, B.A. is on the cusp. He, he got 1K this year, so we, I want to see how he bounces back this year. B.A. is really good. Corey Soto says, I need a change. New quarterback trade, trade a player, Kittle, fire the coach after this year. I don't care. This regime has exhausted me. I know. Corey's, Corey's losing it. But man. but you know what? But that's the league, though. And that that's, yeah. that that's the general – that's what I mean when I talk about the generalized, oh, well, we're this good in college. No. Doug Peterson got fired right after he won a what after he won a chip. It's true. Like, yeah. and he won it. He yeah. didn't. He didn't continuously keep going. He won it. Andy Reid yeah. got the boot. Yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So it, Tony Tony Dungy got the boot for the got same the reason. Boot. Uh, he was like, they gave him a bunch of chances. He couldn't get over the hump. The next year, John Gruden, who may or may, I'm, I'm not saying he's better than Dungy, right? But he because got Dungy it done. went, he got it done, and then Dungy left, and he got it done somewhere else. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you can't yeah. so we can't sit here and act like the possibility of Kyle getting fired while the team is quote unquote this good is a, a for that that can happen. There's definite precedent. There's absolutely precedent. And again, yeah. with with Andy Reid, both sides were right. Andy needed to leave. He's won he two did, Yeah. The, the Eagles needed ne they needed a fresh start. They've been to two Super Bowls, one one. Like it's best thing for both. Maybe that's what Kyle Shanahan needs at, right. at some point. At and that's point. the energy. I feel like that's the energy behind the criticism of our team. Right. And I feel like sometimes as fans, we feel like it's hate. And it's like, no, guys, this is the NFL. The NFL yeah. stands not for long. long. If you can't get it done in a certain amount of time, you don't get to sit here and sit back with all of your nice little players and everybody, nobody gets to scrutinize them just because they were two games outside of it. That's not right. the way sports works. And you, and you can't keep your team consistently in the mix for 10 years. Like the Niners are, are have been blessed to be in the mix for four years. At a certain point, you missed it. And that's yeah. why I think there's so much urgency right now to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Labor says, great Uncle Kyle. I'm a better uncle than Kyle. <laughs> that's the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Coach, thank you so much Thanks, for bro. taking time out of your busy work day. I thank you, man. You. Thanks, bro. I'll see you guys later.